Moments of Encounter is a weekly live broadcast brought to you by Calvary Revival Labels through God's servant Chidebele Odeze. The teachings are focused on building the church and raising men that will do exploits in this end time. This message and many more can be downloaded from our website www.calvarywayonline.org or our Facebook and Telegram pages at Calvary Way Revival Labels. May you have a life-changing encounter as you listen. Inspire every heart tonight. Let's go. Body said, Oh, of our life, thou creator of the heavens and the earth, your love is better than life, thank you for finding us by your love, thank you for drawing us into your everlasting arm by your love, thank you Lord for your mercies, for your goodness, for your kindness that has brought us into divinity. May your name alone be glorified. Tonight is another time for your divine visitation upon our life. And we ask for the manifestation of your spirit in our midst. That the Holy Ghost, the spirit of the living God, will open our hearts, open our eyes to see, to behold, even the wondrous things out of your world. Teach us the supremacy of divine love and cause that by the reason of that, divine love shall be the highest goal of our life. Thank you, Father. And may your name be glorified. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. You are highly welcome tonight to the moment of encounter. Be seated. We are going to be looking at the topic, the supremacy of God's love. The supremacy of divine love. We will be reading 1 Corinthians chapter 14. The first verse in 1 Corinthians chapter 14. 
verse 1a the first part of that verse first corinthians chapter 14 verse 1a what did he say follow after charity that's king james version when you read it with amplified version he said pursue this love with eagerness make it your goal when you read it with the living bible he said let love be your greatest aim let love be your greatest aim when you visit the new living translation he said let love be your highest goal let love be your highest goal and then when you read it with easy to read version he said love should be the goal of your life love should be not one of the goals of your life the very goal of your life and if i will ask you now what is the goal of your life maybe before now what shall be your response the truth is that many believers do not have divine love as the highest goal of their lives if the statement we have just seen in this passage is not a suggestion but an important instruction from God which we are to obey then our eyes must be opened to see the supremacy of God's love before we can convert that to be the highest goal of our life the supremacy of divine loves refers to its ability to be greater in power and higher in value than every other spiritual gift and virtue our trust in the Lord this evening is that he will open our eyes to see and our mind to understand the supremacy of divine love when that happens we will spontaneously make it the highest goal of our lives we are going to be looking at some scriptures that establishes or establish the divine love to be supreme above every other gift of God or virtues and that is the reason why God say we should make it the highest goal of our life divine love is both the greatest of God's commandments and the summary of God's commandments that's number one point that establishes divine love to be supreme is both the greatest of God's commandments and the summary of God's commandments let's read Mark chapter 12 quickly Mark chapter 12 
Verse 28, and one of the scribes came. Verse 28, one of the scribes came. And having heard them reasoning together, and perceiving that he had answered them well, asked him, which is the first commandment of all? And Jesus answered him, the first of all the commandments is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind, and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. And the second is like, namely this, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. There is none other commandment greater than this. Take note of that. There is none other commandment of God that is greater than this. That is to say, loving God with all your heart, with all your soul, mind, strength, and loving your neighbor as yourself is the greatest of all that God is requiring from you. That is the greatest commandment that God gave to man. And when you read again Romans chapter 13 verse 8 to 10 He said, Oh no man anything but to love one another. For he that loveth another had fulfilled the law. For this thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not bear false witness. Thou shalt not covet. And if there be any other commandment, it is briefly comprehended in this saying, namely, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Verse 10. Love walketh no ill to his neighbor, therefore love is the fulfillment of the law. It's a summary of the commandments. When you love God with all your heart, and you love your neighbor as yourself, you have fulfilled everything that God is requiring from you. Everything God is demanding from us is simple. It's not big. It's not difficult. Just love God with all your heart. Love God with all your soul. Love God with all your mind. Love God with all your strength. Make sure that it is all your heart that you used to love Him. Make sure that it's all your strength, all your mind. Don't give Him half. Don't give him almost all. Give him all. Then love your neighbor as yourself. That thing that you will not want people to do to you, do not do it to anybody. And that thing you want people to be doing for you, be the first to do it to them. That is all that God is requiring from man, says the word of God. That is why you have to make love your highest aim. That is why you have to make love your highest goal. 
that establishes divine love as supreme. Because once you focus on love, you have fulfilled all God's commandments and God will be very happy with you. No wonder God was happy with them. Even when in the Old Testament, even when they don't have, you know, all the Bible we have, all that we have. What did they do? People like Abraham, Enoch, people like Joseph. What is it that made them to please God? When you obey God's commandments, you please Him. They loved God with all their heart. And they loved everyone around them as themselves. Those who doesn't know how to read Bible at all. There are people like that. Maybe in the village they didn't go to school. If they can love God with all their hearts. And they can love their neighbor as themselves. They have fulfilled all that God is requiring from man. That's what makes divine love supreme above every other thing. Look at 1 John chapter 4. God himself is manifested in divine love. That's another point that establishes the supremacy of God's love. 1 John chapter 4. Verse 7 to 8 and verse 16. Beloved, let us love one another. For love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God, and knoweth God. He that loveth not, knoweth not God, for God is love. Verse 16, and we have known and believed the love that God has to us. God is love, and he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God. And God in him. It takes the revelation for us to see that God is love. In other words, when you are looking for God, you will only see God manifested in love. God is invisible. Well, how do you know that you are dwelling in God? Say, He that dwelleth in love. Dwelleth in God. He that lives in love lives in God. As a believer, if you are living in love, if you are walking in love, if you are dwelling in love, that's when you know that you are dwelling in God. That's when you know that God is with you. The moment you are bearing grudge, the moment you are carrying malice. The moment you have someone that offended you and you have not forgiven the person. The moment you see yourself not showing love to people around you and to God himself. Just know that you are not in God. For he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God. For God is love. How do you know a man of God? A man of God is a man of love. Many people that think that when you want to know a man of God, you shake his utterance. You check his power. How he is moving anointing. How people are falling down as he's praying. How do you identify a woman of God? 
God is love. A woman of God is a woman of love. When Jesus was telling the story of the Good Samaritan, two men of God came around and was rushing for program. They saw a man half dead. They said, no, 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 no. The people are gathered waiting for me to come and minister to them. And they did not show love to that man. They are not men of God. Men of God are men of love. Men of God, they are, you know, you, you, when you look at them, the way they, they show love to people around them, their relations, the way they care for them, show them God's love. The way they show God's love to, you know, people around them, other believers. That's how you identify them. As men of God. Because God is love. Check your life. If you want to know whether you are a child of God. Then you must be a child of love. Because God is love. Eh? You can't say you are walking with God. When you are not walking in love. Because God is love. Amen. Amen. Another thing that establishes divine love as supreme is that divine love is the mark of true salvation and discipleship. Divine love is the mark of true salvation and discipleship. Look at 1 John chapter 3 verse 14 and 15. We know that we have passed from death unto life because we love the brethren. He that loveth not his brother abideth in death. I hope you are looking at your Bible. Look at your Bible. Let me repeat again. Verse 14. We know that we have Pass from death unto life because we love the brethren. He that loveth not his brother abideth in death. Whosoever hated his brother is a murderer, and you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. He said, How do we know that we have passed from death unto life? How do we know? Because we love the brethren. Because we have the love of God towards the people of God. That's how we know. It's a mark. If you want to know whether somebody is born again, it is not checking whether he's speaking in tongues. Check whether he loves the brethren. It's not whether he has great faith to move mountains. Check whether he loved the brethren. See, this is how we know. You can't say that you have passed from death unto life if you don't have this love in your life. Anyone who hates his brother is a killer, is a murderer. And it's established that murderers, they don't have eternal life dwelling in them. 
and when you also read John chapter 13 verse 34 and 35 John chapter 13 verse 34 and 35 a new commandment I give unto you that you love one another as I have loved you that you also love one another verse 35 by this T-H-I-S Shall all men know That you are my disciples If you have love one to another It's a mark Of Disciples of Christ How do you know That you are a disciple of Christ It's not even by attending discipleship Is by shaking whether you love one another as he has loved us. Say, by this shall all men know. That's how they will identify you. So, both the mark of salvation and the mark of discipleship is divine love. If it's not in your life, flowing out of your life, Number one, you are not saved. Number two, you are not a disciple of Christ. That's why you should make love your highest goal. Establishing his supremacy in your life. Let's read 1 Peter chapter 4 verse 8. Divine love covers multitude of sins. 1 Peter chapter 4 verse 8. And above all things, have fervent charity among yourselves. For charity shall cover the multitude of sins. Charity here means love. Mark that first sentence there. Say, and above all things, above all things. Have fervent love among yourself. Why? Because love, love, divine love covers the multitude of sins. What is the meaning of this? Before we look at what that means, I want to see Proverbs chapter 10, verse 12. Both of them are saying the same thing. I think that is the Old Testament version of 1 Peter chapter 4 verse 8. Proverbs chapter 10 verse 12. Hatred stirreth up strifes, but love covereth all sins. Hatred, stirred, strifes. If you can remember when we are dealing with deliverance from self-love, we define self-love, which is opposite of divine love. We define self-love as when I love myself more than I love you. Do you remember? 
divine love is when I love you more than I love myself. When I love God and others more than I love myself, that's when I know that I have divine love. But when I love myself more than I love you, more than I love God, then whatever I'm calling love that I'm showing to anybody any, anywhere is self-love. And self-love is equivalent to hatred. Are you, are you getting me? Self-love is equal to hatred. How? How does hatred come out? When two levels of loves or love are compared. Do you remember? That when a man has two wives and is showing one more love than the other, he's showing the other one love, he's providing food and everything, but he's showing more love to the other person. Like Jacob was showing more love to Rachel than Leah. Do you remember? Leah said, I am hated. That does not mean that Jacob is not giving them food. He and her children. She and her, her children. But the level of love Jacob was showing to the other woman is less than the one she's receiving. So that is hatred. I hated you if I love myself more than I love you. And because hatred stirred up strives, I will always have problem with you. Anywhere you see strife, anywhere you see two people quarreling, fighting silently, or with words, or with their human power, hand, or whatever, what is playing out there is self-love. So when you want to read Proverbs chapter 10, verse 12, what you should read is what? Self-love steered up what? Hatred, but divine love covered what all sin. When I have divine love towards you, look at how it works out. If I have divine love towards you, that's if I love you more than I love myself. And then you you insult me, you you disrespect me. Normally, I'm supposed to be angry with you for that, and maybe that can lead to strife. You gossip against my name. You, back, you backbited me. I'm supposed to be angry with you. But because I love you more than I love myself, and I'm thinking of you more than I'm thinking of myself, I begin to look at how to help you. I notice that you have problem. That's why you are, you are living in gossip. That's why you can insult your elder. There is a problem with your life. So what can I do to help you? Maybe I should pray for you. Or talk to you in a calm way. There will be no strife. There will be compassion flowing from me towards you. To help you. You can see that I will become blind. To your insult. Something is covering that insult. I am not seeing it. What I am seeing is a deficiency in your life. My eyes is blinded to your deficiency. I mean, to, to the things you are doing to me that is wrong. Are you getting it? I'm just looking at how to, how to 
help you in your problem because I'm seeing a problem that is making you to insult your elder. That's why they say love blinds. True love, true love. If you tell somebody that this brother committed this one, he did this one. The moment you say that, he's already thinking about ah. But what could be the problem of that brother? Are you getting it? He is not thinking about how that thing affected him. Because the love he has has covered whatever the brother has done to him. He's seen the weakness, the deficiency of that brother. Anybody that will be free from strife, anybody that will be free from any kind of sin, because if there is sin in your life, you will see sin in another person's life. But when there is love, of course, divine love, you are living in it, you are conscious of God. You want to please Him by obeying His commandments. Because you have loved Him with all your heart. Then, you will notice that strife will be far from your life. That's how we, or why we have to make divine love the highest goal of our life. Because when you have divine love in your life, you won't be seeing sin in people. Even for unbelievers. Even for unbelievers. Some of us, you cannot preach the message of God's love to unbelievers with the heart of God's love. Because when you are looking at the unbeliever, you are, you are seeing his sin. But love covered multitude of what? Sin. That was how God was looking at us, us. He was looking at us with the eye of love. So he couldn't see our sin. He just saw our weaknesses. That is making us to fall into the sin. And so he, he has to do something about it. To be able to save us from what is whatever that is making us to fall into sin by sending his only begotten son? Eh? God's love blinded his eyes towards the grave sin of man. That was how he was able to send his only begotten son to die for somebody that is sinning against you. In the same way, if I will be able to preach. The message of God's love to a sinner, a prostitute. Just imagine yourself going to the to the you know house of prostitutes to preach. Which eyes are you going to use to look at them? For you to be able to, with love, with God's own love, tell them that God loves you. He loves you so much that you know there is something we don't we don't understand. We don't understand that man is a spirit that has a soul living in the body. So when you you, you the love of God is not flowing out from your spirit, and you are telling an unbeliever God loves you, that unbeliever spirit will not catch any love. You will just an empty word. But if that love is in your spirit. And you just open your mouth and say it. 
the love will flow from your spirit through your words and enter into the heart of that unbeliever. That's why sometimes some people, some sinners bro- breaks down. They just break down, uh, broke down because somebody told them God loves you. It's not everybody that say that that can cause effects. The person that can say that and it will cause an effect in an unbeliever is the person that has that love inside his spirit. So when he says it out, the love will just flow and enter into the spirit of that unbeliever causing reactions. But before you can say this or do this, you must you must have this love in your spirit, in your heart. That's how you can look at an armed robber. Look at people that are living in terrible sins and you can still smile. You know, some of us, what we preach is message of doom. Eh? If you don't repent, you're already in hellfire. Look at hellfire waiting for you. That is a threat. Not the gospel. The gospel is the message of God's love towards mankind. How man sinned against God and out of love God came to rescue man. He showed us his love. And this love do you know that every true salvation every true salvation is only a response to God's love. How did you take everybody that truly repented? Eh? It is when you see the extent of God's love for your life that is when it dawned on you that it is because of me that Jesus died. You don't understand that if you are the only sinner in the whole world, God would have still sent Jesus. He didn't send Jesus because we are too many sinners. The love is so much towards us. So, whenever you see, and that, that happens, you know, sometimes you see that, you think that because your brother, your younger brother, or your son, or your daughter, is not doing well, that you can use force to convert that person. It's love. Oh. Divine love. Just be praying for the person and be showing the person love. That's all. Some, some be- believing wives thought that they will be able to convert their husbands by force. You can't convert anybody by force. It's by love people get converted to Christ. That's all. By love. That's why love is supreme. What force cannot do, love can do. I remember Kenneth Hagin telling a story of a woman that came for, you know, counseling and was like, my son is my problem. Eh? He's giving me a headache. He's a troublemaker. I have tried everything. And then he said, he told the woman, are you using force on this, your son? Say yes. When he comes back late from drinking and all of that, I will lock the door. And then I will, I used to force him, you must follow me to church, you must do this one. You know, 
She has been doing all of that, thinking that the son will repent. He now said, Stop using force. Now begin to use love. Eh? Allow me, if you want to go out, let him go out. If you come back in the midnight by 2 a.m., open the door. Don't ever worry about that. Just be praying for him. Whatever you think he be, be showing him, give him food when he's hungry. It was a testimony. It wasn't long. That stubborn boy became converted. It wasn't long. Love has melted. You see, it has melted hard, the hardest of hearts. But before you can show that kind of person love, eh? Eh? you must be blind though, towards all those things he's doing. If you are not blind, if you can, cannot see him with the eye of love, what the boy is doing, or what the man is doing, what your husband is doing, what your wife is doing, whatever the person around you is doing, will be irritating you. And you cannot hide your feelings are hard to hide. If you hide it for a while, after a while, it will burst out. But when you are walking in love, when the divine love is inside, and you keep showing it, it will not take long. Love is the greatest wisdom that God has. The greatest wisdom. That is the wisdom he used in drawing all of us to himself. He couldn't have used force. Because force will still fail. Divine love is the bond of perfection. That's another point that establishes the supremacy of God's love and which should move us to pursue it as the highest goal of our life. Colossians chapter 3, if you read it from verse 10, he was talking about the new man. He said, put on the new man which is renewed in knowledge after the image of God that created him. Where there is neither Greek nor Jew, Circumcision nor uncircumcision, barbarians, Scythians, bond nor free, but Christ is all and in all. Twelve, put on therefore as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercies, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long suffering, forbearing one another and forgiving one another. If any man has have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do you. Verse 14. Let's read it together. One to go. And above all, all these things, put on, which is what? The bond of perfectness. Remember, First Peter chapter 4, verse 8 said, And above all these things, eh, have fervent, above what? All. And then we are seeing the same language here. Showing you where love is. Where is love, please? Love is above all. Eh? Every other thing can be somewhere high. But above all of them is love. It's talking about supremacy of love. There are things that you should put on. Eh? As 
holy and beloved, the elect of God, bowers of mercies, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness. Then, when you finish all of that, you now put on the bond of perfection. What is a bond? Eh? Bond. Something that ties things together. Eh? What will bring kindness to meet together with meekness and connect together with compassion and humility eh? is what? Love. Is the bond that brings us into perfection. No wonder Matthew 5 that it says when Jesus has finished talking about loving your enemies say therefore you must be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect. Because what makes our heavenly father perfect is nothing else but what? Divine love. Nothing else but love. Amen. I want us to now move to 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 13. Divine love is greater than faith and hope. According to the apostle in that verse. 1 Corinthians 13 and verse 13 he said, And now abided faith, hope, charity, that's love. This three, but the greatest of these is what? Is love. Somebody will say, but why are you comparing these things? Is, there is a need for you to, to know that faith is important. Hope is important. But something is more important than faith and hope. And what is that? Love. Love. The greatest of this. Now, why is love or how is love greater than faith? Remember Galatians chapter 5 verse 6. What did he say? That faith works by what? By love. That's how faith works. So, faith can only be active, be operative if there is love. That's why sometimes when you are not working in love and you want to experience divine healing or divine health by faith, it doesn't work. In fact, several people are sick. I mean believers. Just because they are not working in love. What about hope? Now go to the book of Romans chapter Romans chapter 5. Romans chapter 5 say therefore being justified by faith we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God and not only so 
but we glory in tribulation also knowing that tribulation worketh patience and patience experience and experience hope and hope maketh not ashamed why because the love of god is shed abroad in our hearts by the holy ghost which is given to us look at verse 2 verse 2 said by whom also we have access by faith into this grace where we stand and we rejoice in hope there is faith in that verse there is hope in that verse then you look at verse 5 he said hope would have made us to be ashamed if not love eh? that is to say for hope to be hope for hope to become effective it also need to depend on what love hope make it not ashamed because the love of God has been shared abroad in our hearts. It is because we love God as He has given us His love. That's how we got to know that we will not be ashamed as we are passing through sufferings, tribulations at the end of the day. So we consider if God has shown me this kind of love to save me and He has promised that he is going to give me his kingdom no matter the tribulation i will stand you see we i said we we are we are able to endure tribulation sufferings because we have hope and the reason why we know that we will not be disappointed in hope is because we we have gotten experience of god's love in our hearts so faith is depending on love hope is depending on love and that is why we cannot be ashamed and that is why love is greater than both of them i hope we are seeing the reason why we must make love the highest goal of our life go back to first corinthians chapter 13 we are going to read verse 1 to 3 though i speak with the tongue of men and of angels first corinthians 13 verse 3 though i speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not charity i am become a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal and though i have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge and though i have all faiths so that I could remove mountains and have not charity, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and I give my body to be burnt and have not charity, it profited me nothing. Now, listen sometimes when we are trying to exalt love. Bring, it, bring love to where it is supposed to be. That is, that it is above all, is supreme. In a bid to do that, we try to place little or no importance on other things. I think that's not correct. What the writer is trying to teach the Corinthians here is not trying to tell them that speaking in tongues of men and of angels are not important. He's not trying to tell them that having understanding all mysteries or knowledge 
or having all faith is not important. No, don't 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 teach that. Don't think like that. It's important we have faith so that we can move mountains. Will you like mountains to be stopping you and hindering you? Jesus taught us faith. Faith is very important. Speaking in tongues of men and angels, very important. And then prophecy, preaching the word of God is very important. In fact, if you go to the next chapter, you see where he's trying to show the importance of speaking in tongues. Importance of prophecy too. And then, he said, even though I give all my goods to feed the poor, sacrificial giving is very important. And then, if I give my body to be born, some people have been born at the stake for, this, for, this, for the sake of their faith in Christ. It can happen. It's important that if your faith demands that you should be born, you give your body and get born. You are not the first. These things are important. What he is trying to communicate here, listen, is that all of these things derive their importance from divine love. They derive their value their value is a derivative of divine love. That's what he said. That speaking in tongues of men and of angels will be nothing if it is not coming from a heart of love. faith to remove the mountains is not going to be important at all if it is not coming from a heart of divine love. Whatever sacrifice you are making for the sake of Christ, for the sake of the gospel, whether you are suffering or you are giving, cannot be of any value. The value of anything, whether you know, sacrifice or knowledge or faith or any gift prophecy is as a result of his connection to divine love if there is no divine love resident in your life in your heart whatever you are manifesting is nothing you say I am nothing you are nothing that is to say you have no value before God. And that is important for us to note. That first of all, it is possible for somebody to manifest all of these things without love. Are you following me? I want us to establish that. It is possible for somebody to be speaking in tongues of men and even move beyond speaking in tongues of men to speaking in tongues of angels. Yet, he has no love. Very possible. Eh? It's possible for people to have the gift of prophecy. They can preach the gospel. They can even prophesy. Without love. It's possible for people to understand all mysteries. And when they are talking, they are talking, in fact, you know, when they are preaching, they are preaching deep mysteries. 
out of deep knowledge. Yes, and then they can manifest all works of faith. Yet there is no love. Very possible. Do you remember Jesus said that many will say to me on that day, Have we not prophesied in your name? Have we not cast demons out in your name? And have done many mighty works in your name? What is their problem? They, they, they are doing many things out of love. Not out of love. But what we are seeing here, or what the apostle is showing us, is that these things that are done, these gifts and all these things that anybody can manifest, can happen without love. And if it is so, it has no value. Before God. Before men. What we are valuing, what we are you know when they what what do we respect in people eh? if you are listening to a message maybe you are listening to me now and i say to you that before i came to preach this message that i prayed in tongues for 10 hours and maybe not this one maybe before i went to that program and after i finished praying in tongues for 10 hours I went to the program and as I was just saying the opening prayer, the crepe rose up. What are you going to do? The thing will touch you, isn't it? And then two things will set up in your heart. Number one is that, eh. So, even, you know, sometimes even our, our men of God, they don't understand why the crepe rose up. Then we are thinking that it was the tongue they spoke for 10 hours. They didn't actually know that it is divine love that worked. I don't know whether you are getting me. Now, you yourself, you begin to say, ah, okay. I, I mean, I'm, I'm not speaking in tongues for 10 hours. I will begin to speak in tongues for, you know, so that I will begin to and sometimes it looks as if you, are, if you have not spoken in tongues for 10 hours you are nothing no it's actually when you don't have love that you are nothing you can speak in tongues for 10 hours and you are still nothing in the eyes of men what we are looking at is hey mountains were moved but from the viewpoint of God what God is checking is what? From which heart was the mountain moved? Is it from the heart of love or from the heart of self? Eh? Miracles, signs, and you know, Paul finished talking about spiritual gifts. Do you remember? In chapter 12. Before he now said in the last verse, verse 31, let me show you the more excellent way. The more excellent way. I've shown you the gift. Working of miracles. Word of wisdom. Word of knowledge. You know. And you know sometimes when you ask believers. Which gift do you want God to give you? Which one do you normally talk about? The one that will manifest power. 
word of knowledge, working of miracles. Why do they want that? Because that makes you to have a sense of achievement. A sense of accomplishment. I notice that sometimes when, when you are ministering the gift of the Holy Spirit, eh, when you are saying, you know, word of wisdom, receive it. Nobody will fall. Word of uh, giving, when you receive it, speaking in tongues, receive it. When, once you say, working of miracles, receive it. I don't know whether they manipulate the form. You see people, as if they, that is the only one they want to collect. Gift of healing, that's what you want to collect. All of these things are distorted value system. When you have God's own value system, you will notice that the highest thing God is valuing in you, in any man of God, in any woman of God, is love. From which heart is he coming from? What gives these things value is their value is not in themselves. Their value is in love. And that establishes this supremacy of God's law. Because if every gift of the Holy Spirit is nothing without love, then you should be able to know that love is supreme. And that is why it should be the highest goal of our life. That's why we should pursue it. Make it your highest aim, the greatest ambition of your life. Now look at verse 8. Verse 8 says, Love never fails. Charity never fell it. Eh? That is very serious. That statement is, is, is serious. I wish that God will open our eyes to see that particular sentence or statement. Love never fails. Eh? Do you know why love never fails? Because God never fails. God is love. Every other thing can fail. The only thing that cannot fail is love. Whatever you are building and you don't want that thing to collapse tomorrow, you must build it on love. You know, this thing they call backsliding. They say that somebody has backslided. is no longer following Christ, he has left the faith and all of that. If you check the foundation of that salvation, it may not be rooted in love. If the foundation of your salvation is rooted in divine love, love never helps. You know, some of us repented because we are afraid of hellfire. Eh? You see? If you are living in sin, you will go to hell. And you will be there forever and ever. And somebody say, hey, I don't want to go to hell. What do I do? I give my life to Christ. One day, that particular giving your life to Christ will fail. Because it is not 
founded on divine laws. Because love never fails, whatever that is founded on love will not fail. Should I talk about several marriages that has failed? Do you know why so many marriages have failed? It is because they are not founded on divine law. Eh? And that is the problem. You know the problem we have? We are pursuing things. We are not pursuing love. Eh? Somebody will go for set apart. I'm coming back to marriage. Somebody will go for set apart. But what he's pursuing is what? Power. God, give me power. Give me anointing. Give me this. Make me your voice. Do this one. And you are praying. And you are reading Bible. You are doing many things because you want to get power. You want God to begin to manifest through you. You want to be a great man of God. You want to be a great woman of God. Without knowing that the way to becoming a great man of God is by pursuing love. Because a man of God is a man of love. So, by the time you, are, you see somebody, and that's the problem. Love is in the heart. That's the problem. By the time you see somebody that is pursuing those things, the same activity that somebody who's you know devotion to God and service to God and to men is based on love is showing that is the same activity that somebody whose pursuit is for maybe physical spiritual ministerial heights are you getting that by the time out of love I say I want to go and seek God and when I get to the place of maybe set apart I say God what I am here for is because I just want to know you. Eh? I, I, you know that I know. I want to know you. Another person will go for the center, set apart. Greater number of days. Because he read in a book. Somebody was writing a book and say, Do you know how I became what I became? I'm sure that the person did not even know why he became what he became. And the person said, It's because I'm going for set apart. Every month. Seven days. No food. He said, Eh... So this man of God, that's how he became what he became. Okay, every week now, I'm going for set apart. That is, the, your, your goal is not love. It's a, a height, a physical height. That's a height you are seeing. That's something you are pursuing. That is make, generating those activities. But there could be another person that is because he loves God. And that's why, you know, sometimes when you see some of us that are, you know, ambitious, Doing those kind of things, you don't look at anything around you. You don't look at anybody around you. It does not occur to you that for the past one week, you have not called your mother to ask her, how are you, man? How are you doing? You have not cared for people around you. You have not showed any love. But you are going from set apart to set apart, from pulpit to pulpit. You want to become the greatest man of God in town. But the primary love you are supposed to be showing to people around your life, they are not seeing love. But you are targeting, I see your program. You are saying, I don't want anybody to interfere with this program. 
you are pursuing love is not your highest goal your highest goal is to become maybe I don't know what you want to be until you see the supremacy of love and know that wherever and whatever height you want to reach it is God God's love in your heart that will take you there not what you want to be now you see sometimes when we are when you see people showing devotion commitment towards the things of God it is not based on love love must be the driver of your devotion if your devotion will not fail I was talking with a brother recently and he said sir I am going backward now in my spiritual life I find it difficult to do my quiet time I find it difficult to write down what I learned. I find it difficult, you know. Now, some people, you see them say, I am feeling dry. I'm struggling these days in my spiritual life. Do you know why you're struggling? The driver of your devotion, devotional life, is not divine love. It's not love for God. Check, check it properly. If you really love God, your devotion will never fail. Ha! I don't know whether you are getting me. Love never fails. Some people, you see them, when they have not gotten job, their devotion is flowing. The moment they get job, the moment they change the environment, the moment they move from one you know, thing to another, from one person to another, their devotion, their quiet time, their prayer life, their fasting life, their Bible study life, we change. They start struggling. Oh, when they are serving their ogre, they are, you know, doing their devotion very well. The moment they finish serving their ogre and they became ogre, their devotion will change. Because their devotion is not founded on love. Love never fails. Devotional life that is established on love, divine love, will never fail. From year to year, from generation to generation, even after this life. The reason why so many of you, your quiet time is fluctuating, is as if somebody is pushing you to write it down, pushing you to do quiet time, is you lack this love. Eh? It's, it's a pity that some, some believers are just like chameleon. When they change environment, their spiritual life will change. They will begin to fail. When they are under atmosphere of prayer, Bible study, morning devotion, night devotion, they are flowing. The moment they leave that environment and move out to another place where there is no prayer, no Bible study, no devotion, you see then they start going down. I remember those days when we are on campus. I remember a particular brother. Anytime we come back from holidays, that is, I mean, break, we will start cleansing. Because just within the break, he will backslide. And that's why many campus fellowships, they, do, they normally do set apart. Eh? Retreat at the beginning of um, semester. So that they will be able to 
Because just by changing the environment of one month, two months, these people, they don't love God. They are just, there's no love. Their devotion fails because they don't have love. If they have love, love never fails. And so when you see again, because that's another thing, you know, a, 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 there are some of us bro- brothers, you want to marry a sister that loves God, that is serving God, that you will serve God with. Say so yes, I, when I, I want after my marriage, I want to serve God, to continue to serve God. And then you see a sister that is always doing her quiet time, always, you know, praying. Always go into discipleship. Whatever you tell the sister do, the sister will do it. Whatever. Now, as you are watching that sister, something inside of you is telling you, yes, this is the sister I'm looking for. Can you see that everything I'm looking for, she's uh, bringing it out. And then, you now make your decision based on what you have seen. But you may not know that what is driving the sister to all these things that she is doing is because she wants to get married. She said, ah, I noticed that these brothers are serious with God, especially the brothers in discipleship. Eh? So if I must get married to any one of them, I must show some element of what? Seriousness. So, please, I must be serious now. What do you want us to do? Evangelism, quiz time, please. I am out. Any other assignment, I am ready. And then you, brother, you now go and marry. The moment sister achieves her aim, her highest goal, as of that time, is what? Is it love? No. Marriage. The moment she achieves what she's looking for, she will enter into her husband's house and say, one thing settled. Quiet time, please. Wait. When you are telling sister, let us pray. Say, please, I'm tired. Be praying, I'll be saying amen. And when you finish praying, for her to say amen, she has slept off. But this is the same sister. When you are praying with her, in those days, you know the days I'm talking about. <laughs> Before you see, call a prayer point. She's running up and down, shouting and praying. The moment she achieves what she's looking for, she will settle down, according to what they call marriage. What did they call marriage? Settle down. <laughs> eh? And that's what the problem is. If you will, you will, you know, find your marriage, establish your marriage choice. On divine love. You know, I'm saying this because sometimes this is how people make mistakes. You don't see people's hearts. You don't see their motive. You don't see their goal. You don't see their aim. You are seeing their services. You are seeing their devotions. And that's why it's only God that can choose for you. Even for sisters. It's not only brothers. For sisters. I hear you say, I want to marry a man of God. Eh? And then, you don't know that a brother has told himself, I just want to marry a good sister. And for me to be able to get a good sister, I must show some element of seriousness in the things of God. 
I had the story of one that was a Muslim and she decided to marry a Christian sister. And she claimed that he claimed that he has repented, joined the fellowship, and was in the fellowship for months. Anything you say we should do, he will do it. Anything he will do it after a time he proposed to a sister. And the sister prayed, prayed, said, God has spoken. I'm ready to go. After their wedding, the young man said to her, Please, I'm a Muslim. You are following me back to Mox. That's it. Love never fails. Marriages has failed. You see, at that point, you that is a brother or you that is a sister, that marriage will not be able to survive. Because the foundation of it was not on divine love. Many, many ministries are collapsing because they were not established on love. They were established on competition basis. Competition. Comparison. They were established on selfish ambition. Eh? Is it only him that will be preaching? I want to also be, be the person that is preaching. Is it only him that will be the general overseer? Don't I have the gift to be general overseer? It's the only thing that will be this. So, before you know it, he will go and find his own. Not because of love. By the time you, you see the person achieve that thing that was his highest goal, everything will go. Love never fails. And if you will not fail, if your life will not fail, if your marriage will not fail, if your devotion will not fail, If you are going to, you know, go beyond this life, then you must build your life based on love. Now, when you look at what Paul was writing in that verse 10, verse 8, he said, Love never fails. But whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. Whether there be tongues, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. This thing shall go. They shall end. But love will continue. Love is a permanent and perpetual grace, lasting as eternity. We are every other gift we end in this life. Love will go beyond this life. This gift, prophecy, and all of that, they were given to edify the church. When we cross over to the other side, the church doesn't need that kind of thing anymore. So those gifts will end. Prophecy will end. Knowledge will end. Tongue will cease. Eh? In heaven, we are going to have one language. So you don't need to speak in diverse tongues there. You don't need to preach to anybody in heaven because all of us will know God as He is. Knowledge will vanish away because we will have a knowledge of God as He is. Divine love is more valuable, more durable. It shall last forever. That is why it is supreme. It will enter heaven with you. 
and will remain with us forever and ever. He shall never fail. We know in part and we prophesy in part. Look at verse 9. Say, for we know in part and we prophesy in part. <laughs> and then verse 10 said, But when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part, we do what? Eh? We go. When you achieve the end, you will throw away the means to the end. All other gifts is leading us to the end. The end is love. Everything that we will, you know, ever become is love. So that is why love will never fail. Knowledge we fail. Prophecy we fail. And you know in verse 11 and in verse 12 He said when I was a child I spoke as a child I understood as a child I thought as a child But when I became a man I put away childish things He's referring to When I was a child Is when I, when I am in this world That's when I'm thinking Making use of gifts and all of that By the time you will get over there You will notice that ah, The things we are bragging about They are not what is it that makes people to be proud? Is it love? The Bible says knowledge puffs off. Spiritual gifts puffs off. Eh? That's the problem with, with those manifestations. It can make one to become proud. It's a bit love built up. When you cross over to eternity, eh? tell me how somebody can boast that you, you, you raise a cripple. Is there a cripple to raise in, in heaven? All this boasting we end up. Eh? You see somebody when he comes to, 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 to preach or to minister, he's boasting of what he has done or what God has done through him. You don't even need to preach to anybody. So I, I wonder what, you know, because some of us, that's where we get our value. That's why I'm talking about distorted value system. You are not regarding yourself as anything now because you are not preaching. You are not the one preaching. So something is making you to feel that you are not nothing. When we cross over there, I, I won't preach. You won't preach. Nobody will preach. The only thing that will be existing is what? Love. No preaching. So when you see people, they measure themselves. They say you are only a, a local preacher. Me, I'm an international preacher. Eh? You you are only healing headache. I'm healing cancer. You know, all kinds of measurements that makes people feel that they have attained something. It's because we are still thinking like a child on this part of the earth. By the time we cross over, there are some things we, we did when we are small. When you think about them now, you can't do them. You just look at yourself as foolish then. That's how it will be when we cross over. You just see how foolish you are. Thinking that, you know, when you get power and anoint, you have gotten something. No! Love is supreme. 
It should be your highest pursuit. It should be your highest goal. To pursue that which will never fail. And to build your life on that which will never fail. To build your destiny on that. Your marriage, your ministry, whatever you are doing as a ministry. It must come out of the heart of love. I want to say that the reason why God uses a man and we continue to use a man is because that man has love, divine love in his heart. Those that have ambition, selfish ambition, and they are measuring their exploits, using it to measure their height and all of that, they don't go far with God. The love you have for God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all that that is what defines you and you know defines your value before God. God does not see the way we see, He doesn't value the way we value. But we need to, because we are born of God, our value system needs to change. We need to begin to look from his own point of view, from his own angle. Verse 12 says, For now we see through a glass darkly, and then, then face to face. What's the meaning of that? Everything is not clear now. Eh? Things are all dark and confused now. When we cross over, it's not going to be like that. We are going to see God face to face. Eh? And we will know God as he has known us. Eh? We will see him as he is. Nobody will teach you God. You will see God. And then he's still referring to the life of love that is going to usher us into that eternity. So as we summarize this evening, I want you to go back to that instruction we read in the next chapter, chapter 14, verse 1a. No matter the version of the Bible you are holding, let's echo it together. Pursue love. Pursue love. Follow the way of love. NIV say, follow the way of love. Pursue this love with eagerness. Make it your goal. Let love be your greatest aim. Let love be your highest goal. Love should be the very goal of your life. I don't know whether you have seen any reason tonight that you are going to make love the highest goal of your life. I don't know whether you have seen the reason why you should Revisit your life goal. And one of the people that teaches that people should have life goal. But now I'm seeing that there is one life goal. What is that life goal? Divine love. The pursuit of divine love 
the pursuit of growing and abounding, walking steadily in divine love, expanding and ex, you know, expanding in divine love. When you make that your highest goal, every other thing that people are looking for will flow. You won't struggle for them. When God begins to, you know, find expression through you as a result of your walking in love, because when you walk in love, you walk in God. You see God manifesting. You see God. The reason why God wants to do miracle, that's that's why we say, if these things are going to be in you and we're not fair, you know that's the problem. You see somebody manifesting gifts of the Holy Spirit. Then at the time you notice that the gift has stopped, has failed. It's no longer there. It's no longer as it is before. It's not founded on love. Once you remove love from the foundation of gifts, it will fail. It may last for a while, but after a while it will fail. So we must make divine love to be the highest goal of our life. And that is the single prayer point I want us to pray tonight. Eh? Overthrowing of everything that we have set up in our hearts. That we are regarding high. Valuing. Some of us, you want to derive your value from ministry. From the number of lives you have touched. From the number of souls you have won. And all of that. Those things are important, but they should not give you value. There is one thing that gives a man value. Love. And that is the value that will last. Allowing divine love to flow out from you through everyone that is around you. Letting this divine love to rule you so that when you are relating with people, when you are relating with you are seeing them with the eye of love. When you see them with the eye of love, then you will not be seeing their weaknesses. You will not be pointing it out to them. You will be doing something that will help them out of it. God is love. And I want us to pray tonight and say, God, I want you to be the highest goal of my life. The only way God expresses himself is through love. You know that the devil can do miracles. You know that the devil has power to, to do miracles. Simon the sorcerer in, 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 in um, Samaria, what was he doing? He was doing miracles with the power of the devil. Doing great things. But he doesn't have divine love. Let divine love be your highest goal. Can you pray concerning your own heart? And say, God, I am mistaken. My value system is distorted. I overthrow the wrong value system I have set up. Now I know why my devotion, devotional life was fluctuating. Now I know why I cannot read the Bible steadily. I will make a decision I'm going to do this. I will see myself not doing it. 
Lord, I need help. I need help. Help me to overthrow and disarrange this setup in my heart. This value system that I have placed things, spiritual gifts, manifestations above divine love. Open my eyes to see the supremacy of divine love. me to see. Let my eyes be open to see the love. How supreme it is. To see that that is the only thing that marks me out as a saved man. That's the only mark of discipleship. Say by this shall all men. You need to see it. It's not just that you have heard it. Pray that your eyes will be open to see the supremacy of divine love. To see that love covers multitude of sins. And that is divine love. Not self-love. Self-love is hatred. Divine love is greater than faith and hope. Every other virtue, every other grace derived their, their love is like the econ, economic funding. He funds every other grace, every other gift. He gives them the capacity to operate. I don't know what you are, you, are, you, you want to become in life. Check, check your check your goal now. Check your life goal. You want to become the richest man? You want to become the greatest preacher? You want to become what? Look at your goal now. Look at your life goal. What do you want? You need to rearrange it. When I was preparing this message, I have to change my life goal. I have changed my life goal because I see God saying, Love should be my highest goal in life. Love should be my greatest aim in life. Divine love. He never fails. Every other thing we fail. Devotion that is built on self, ambition, selfish motive. We But devotion that is built on love will never fail. Check the foundation of your spiritual life. Is it on love? Every foundation was not of love, Jesus. 
There is something that will go beyond this life. Something that will go beyond this life. That is love. Help us, Jesus, help me, Jesus. When I say begin to reset wrong mindsets, so begin to reset all the foundations. To cause that love become the foundation by which all my possessions are founded. To become my aim, my quest of life, my life's goal and pursuit. Let the fire of God's love be kindled in your heart and make sure that you 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 find it into place. Always let God's love for God and for people be the reason why you are doing what you are doing. Hey, let your love be shed abroad within me. I will pay if you are going to laugh in it, people around me, hey, I will not be obsessed. Any other thing that blessings. becomes the goal, we fail. Hey, one go thing is needful. Thank you, Jesus. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. I want to pray for you, but before then, I want you to take note of the, of the one prayer point. See, there is one prayer point tonight. That God will open your eyes to see the supremacy of, of, God's, of God's love, of divine love. And when you see it, when your heart, when your spirit sees it, then the next thing that will happen is that you will make love your highest goal in life. It will be the goal of your life. The Bible says, let love be the goal of your life. You can't do it. It will be a leap, a leap thing. You just talk about it and you will go. Until there is a revelation in your heart concerning what God is talking about tonight. So I want you to take that prayer once again with all seriousness. Say, Lord, I have heard it, but I need to see it. Open my eyes to see the supremacy of divine love. Open my eyes to see. I want to see it so that I can pursue love. The Bible says, pursue love. How can you pursue something? People are pursuing money because they believe that money is valuable. And they are seeing the value of money. Some people, money is the, is, the, is the goal of their life. Money is the goal of their life. So when they are pursuing it, you see that they are pursuing the goal of their life. Until you see that love is supreme, greater than anything else. You can't pursue love. You can't get love without pursuit. For you to grow and advance in divine love, you must pursue. That this will flow beyond the realm of hearing and knowledge into the realms of experience. 
let the eyes of my understanding strike me. Let it come to my spirit as a revelation. Thank God for the knowledge that has been shared. But I need to see. I need to see. My eyes need to see. Show me, Lord, the supremacy of divine law. Open my eyes to see beyond words, beyond what we have written down and what we have heard. May our hands begin to touch and to handle this in the future. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Father, tonight, until you open a man's eyes, that man can see nothing. That's why we are pleading for your mercy. That it will not just be a sharing of the word, but that by your spirit, you will open the eyes of every one of us. To see the supremacy of divine love. When the Bible says love never fails, it takes the eye of the spirit, opened by the spirit of God to see it. So that we can build our life on love. We can build our devotion on love. We can build our marriage on love. We can build our ministry on love. We can build all our relationship on love. And not pursuing empty heights. Without looking at how to show love. God's love to people around us. Father please. Let this distorted value system. Lord. Be taken away out of our hearts. Amen. Grant us a new value system. Amen. Where love is our highest goal. Amen. Where love is the goal of our life. Amen. That love will be seen and experienced through our life and always. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. And beyond this life, we will look back and see that we have not pursued vanity. Amen. If all that we have pursued will end this life, what are we going to face after this life? If we have pursued love with all our heart, then when we cross over to eternity, we will be rejo- rejoicing all through eternity. But if we have pursued these things that we end in this life, then when we cross over, then we will be regretting over there. May this not be our portion in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you, Father, tonight. Jesus. We are trusting you for a revelation yes, and we will see it Amen. so that we can pursue it. Amen. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. 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 I sincerely want to thank and appreciate everyone who has tuned in to listen to Moment of Encounter tonight. As always, it's been brought to you by Calvary Revival Labors Enugu, Nigeria. For your questions, testimonies, and comments, do well to send an email to calvarywayrevivalabels at gmail.com. That is calvarywayrevivalabels at gmail.com. For further information on our programs and great messages that will be of blessing to you, you could visit our website www.calvarywayonline.org. 
That is www.calvarywayonline.org. Could also like our Facebook and Telegram pages at Calvary Way Revival Labels. That is Calvary Way Revival Labels. Until we return same time next week on this same channel, endeavor to put into practice the word that you have heard today. May the Almighty God preserve and keep you in these evil days. Amen. God bless you and good night.